Welcome into the Joshua Perry Show here on Monday, May 13th, 2019. This podcast is, of course, starring former Ohio State linebacker, captain, national champion, and NFL player Joshua Perry. I am Dave Biddle. Mr. Perry, we're going to talk some schematics on today's show, offensively and defensively. Uh, Great to talk to you as always. You know, it's great to be back. Uh, A little bit of a long morning, but always love being on the show. Yeah, the things you have to do uh, in your line of work. Um, yeah, uh, I feel for you. Um, yeah, you had you did have a long morning. We don't need to get into specifics, but yes, you had a very, very, very long morning, much longer than it should have been. So let's get into some football. Um, you know, I want to start off obviously on your side of the football and on the on the defensive side and look at schematics specifically. I want to start off talking about what the Greg Madison Jeff Halfley scheme, how that's going to compare and contrast to what we saw from Greg Schiano the last couple of years. Yeah, so uh, what we saw with Schiano uh, was, you know, a base four-man front, um, played some cover two, mixed in some cover three and some man-to-man, actually played uh, quite a bit of man-to-man in there. Uh, so, you know, when you do that, you're putting stress on your linebackers and your back end. Uh, the guys up front, obviously, they get to go hunt, they get to go eat. But when you're playing man-to-man, you lose vision on the quarterback. So if that quarterback – breaks contain out of the pocket, you know, your linebackers are kind of scrambling, trying to find, uh, you know, trying to get the quarterback on the ground. Uh, and some of those man-to-man concepts, you usually have a free guy underneath, but then you get into some, some, do you hard match it? Do you pass them off? It gets confusing. You might lose your free player, have two guys on one guy. Uh, so you get some issues there. And then in the back end, you know, if, if you're not on your game, when you're playing man-to-man, you get toasted and everybody knows it. So that's tough. And then with some of the cover two stuff, just trying to find a guy who can run the middle of the field to kind of close it off there because that's where the strain comes. It's really tough. Um, you're asking your safeties to be half field guys, so they got to have a little bit of range when they're doing that. Um, take some stress off your cornerbacks, definitely, because now they kind of get to be a short stop, little stop gap back there uh, so they can tackle in the run game, which be, can become an issue if you're asking those guys, uh, which we saw where teams got into some of those formations where you had a tight end in line on the backside of the formation, no split out receiver. You're asking your cornerback to be the edge of the defense. And now you're getting into some issues where he's got to set a hard edge uh, against the tight end. They're going to run the ball at him. So he's got to be able to tackle. But in the past game, it takes the stress off. So we saw a lot of that. We saw how it unraveled. Uh, what in the best defense we've ever seen at Ohio State? <laughs> this year, you're getting some man to man, but you're getting a lot of three deep. Uh, you're getting kind of, uh, where these guys are able to play aggressive. Again, you're asking your guys up front to go hunt. Uh, your linebackers get to be linebackers, so they have vision on the quarterback. Um, you're asking them to, to get to a spot, set up, and then break on the ball. So you're looking for aggressive tackles, aggressive breaks. Um, you're, you're in a position now to where guys get to have vision on the quarterback too, so that means uh, the potential to get some interceptions. Because when you're playing man-to-man, uh, I know everybody thinks, well, man-to-man should be the most interceptions because you got tight coverage. Absolutely not, because it's hard to look back at the quarterback and see your guy at the same time to be able to get an interception there. And that's the other thing, too, now with our the way our corners are going to be playing. Those guys are going to be tracking the ball. It's all about vision in this defense. Um, you know, they're going to have to have some range there in the back end with the deep safety. is going to have to be what we call red line to red line. So kind of just outside the numbers on either side, he's going to have to cover that range. But we got the guys to do it. Um, I'm looking forward to this adjustment here just because I feel like it fits to the scheme of our guys with that bullet position. Now you get an extra guy who's going to be crowding up close to the line of scrimmage. So um, it'll, it'll change up 
how teams are able to attack you, but it'll also change up how you're able to play coverage as well. Um, so I think this is going to be a welcome adjustment. You mentioned the bullet position, and that's interesting. I was going to just ask you about that. Um, you know, sometimes we'll see a defense where uh, traditional, what we think of uh, of as the base defense, 4-3, 3-4, whatever it might be, really a team might be in that 20%, 30% of the time, and their nickel defense really is their base defense. So my question is, how much do you think we will see? You might know the answer to this. How much do you think we will see the uh, the bullet? Is that going to be something that's there like more than 50% of the time, you think? Uh, I don't know the the answer to that. I, I tell you just by the, the personnel and the body types that they have there, uh, the bullet could be on the field a lot. Uh, just because you got a guy who can run a little bit more, but somebody who can also set a firmer edge, um, that's the type of body type that ideally plays there. I know in some systems you get that bullet, viper, whatever you want to call it type guy who's more of a linebacker defensive end body type. So you're looking more in heavier personnel packages. You're looking more in run heavy downs where there's a guy who can set a firm edge, uh, drop into a flat if you need to, won't ask them to play man-to-man. Whereas now you get a bullet position who's more of a lighter body type, a linebacker safety type guy. Now you get that same firm edge. You get somebody who can drop into coverage um, in three deep, covering the flat as well if you wanted to change it up to have them cover a hook, dropping straight back. Or even if you wanted to change it up and play some quarters, which I don't know if they would do it, you could do it out of that with that body type and play man-to-man on the tight end, too. So um, I I am I am looking forward to seeing how they're going to deploy this unit and see how much they actually play it. All right. Uh, it, sticking with the defensive side of the ball before we get to the offense, um, I asked you, you know, how this will be different from Shiana. I'm curious how you think the 2019 defense, you know, with Madison and Halfley, kind of, you know, each, uh, you know, Colin, kind of sharing the duties of, of defensive coordinator. They both have the, the title of, co-defensive coordinator Halfley of course is also has the title of secondary coach how do you think this defense will compare to what we saw with Luke Fickle uh with Chris Ash will it be similar to what we saw then yeah I think from an aggression level absolutely the difference with uh with Fickle and Ash was we were playing quarters body on body a lot so uh the 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 deal there was you wanted to eliminate that space immediately and you wanted the quarterback to look around and feel like there was nowhere to go. Uh, When we first started playing it, we were playing quarters, but if you were a linebacker, you had three to the other side and um, the the receiver, the tight end was crossing over the formation. You weren't looking to pass it. You were running with it the whole time where we evolved eventually to a space where you could start passing routes. This defense here, everything's going to pass. When they're playing their three deep, everything's passing. It's not a ton of body on body. But the thought there is you get to your spot. The quarterback feels like they got to get it into a check down type window. And as soon as the hand comes off the ball, you're breaking to where you can make the tackle. So uh, where one was eliminating all the space right away and getting body on body, this one is the illusion of a little bit of space, but also covering the routes to the point where they got to throw the check down and you could tackle it in the strike zone. I love talking schematics, especially with an expert like yourself. And I know a lot of the listeners have have requested this, so um, uh, this is this is an awesome to, discussion for sure. I want to look at the offensive side of the ball now, Joshua. Um, defensive players. I mean, obviously, you guys know everything on the defensive side of the ball, but you, you also know what makes things life what makes uh, life difficult for you guys. Um, let's you know when, when you look at Ryan Day's scheme, um, what makes it so effective? Why does it put so much pressure on defenses? Well. 
when you take a look at what would really happen last year, um, the toughest thing for defenses is having to cover a full 53 and a third by however much it was to get to the damn end zone. Um, you had to cover every single spot on the field. We had the horizontal passing game, the horizontal attack with some of the screens, with some of the lateral plays with Paris Campbell that were slipping through and breaking. And then you had a guy, Terry McLaurin, Johnny Dixon, who were able to get open down the field, Ben Victor, and make some plays like that. And so when you look at that type of passing attack, I mean, what do you do? You know, it makes it tough on your players. You got to ask your linebackers to do a lot. You got to ask your safeties to do a ton, especially from a linebacker standpoint. Like, you got to be able to cover space width-wise. Uh, you got to be able to cover a guy if he's, you know, getting in that soft zone, which we did see where they would try to hit you in that uh, 12-yard range where it's right over the linebackers but in front of the safeties, that hurts. But also, you get a guy like J.K. Dobbins, another guy like Mike Weber last year, you got to be able to defend them in the run game. It hurts you. Um, and then when you talk about some of the route trees that they had, some of those passing concepts were things that I saw in NFL camps. So uh, very complicated, very complex route combinations. Some of the classics, which is really hard to defend where – uh, you know, for example, the defense that we have this year, three deep that they like to run, um, you know, they're going to try to hit you with uh, four verticals. And that third guy, if they're in a trips formation, he's going to be coming across the field kind of as we called it the zipper route where uh, your linebacker on the front side has got to be able to roll and run with or the backside has got to be able to roll and run with that or at least get enough, enough depth that it buys your time for the middle of the field safety because you're crossing through zones doing that. So you're crossing over that first linebacker to the front side of the formation if you're in a three-by-one, uh, over the top of him to the back side, and you want to hit that hash where that other linebacker is dropping right over his head and in front of the safety. That's called stress on a defense. When you get three through a zone, so now you've got uh, your corner who's dropping deep. You've got uh, somebody running a vertical route. you got to cover that. Then you get maybe a, a seven cut, and that's putting stress on your linebacker who's covering that flat. And then you get a running back who's who's shallow in the flat, three through a zone, that causes stress. We'll see them do that. So some of the route combos that they put through, when you get a team that's playing quarters, what we saw a lot of times was they would try to get that number two receiver about 11, 12 yards, and then they were going to square out. And that's hitting you right where the linebacker can't cover it, but the safety's got a little bit of trouble hitting it. We're going to see a ton of those types of route combos uh, because those are the things that apply stress to these defenses. And so just that NFL uh, mentality that you have with Ryan Day and some of the things that he was able to do, and then the premier college quarterback talent that we get here at Ohio State and the receivers, we can execute those things. And as big of, his, of an impact as Ryan Day had his first two years here, especially last year when he really took control of the offense with Urban being out the, last, the first three games and then Urban being out for all of training camp, and then even after Urban came back, I think he really for the first time – at least during his tenure at Ohio State, really allowed his offensive coordinator to do a lot of things. But that being said, it was still Urban's team. And, and Ryan Day still was – I don't want to use the word hamstrung, but he still had to – you know, Urban had to sign off on, on what he did. So now what I find really interesting, Joshua, is we're really going to get to see everything that Ryan Day has to throw at, you know, defenses. He's really going to get a chance to spread his wings. It's his team, his offense. Um, you know, what – I mean – what else do you think we might see that we haven't seen so far from Ryan Day? And, and, and maybe what impact do you think Mike Yurcich can have as the kind of the co-offensive coordinator there? Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, I think what I'm looking forward to is, is what the pass game is going to look like. 
especially now that you have a quarterback who you can run with, but you know that's not going to be your 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 first deal. Like to me, this is going to be the difference because if 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 Coach Meyer would have had a Justin Fields last year, would have looked very different than it did because you would have had more options to run it. And, you know, third downs probably would have looked more like uh, when we had JT around than last year. What it looked like with Dwayne. Now we're going to see how they use a guy who can really use his legs but still want to be a pass-first type of offense. Um, Yurcich was known for having some great offenses, did some numbers, uh, very explosive. And Ryan Day has been known already for some explosive offensive play. So uh, just how creative it's going to be and how new the offense is going to look in certain concepts is big. But the one thing I am generally like 100% curious about is uh, with the running back situation where you've got Dobbins, who's a known guy, Master T uh, is going to be a great running back and a couple of younger guys there. I want to know how they're going to be really incorporated because, you know, you've got to run the ball, obviously, but what do they look like in the past game? You know, are you going to be in sets where you have your running back uh, in the route? So now you've got four wide receivers out there on third down and the fifth guys are running back in the route. Are we going to be more in a situation where, uh, you know, the running back standing and protecting on, on some of these passing downs and our, our routes are going to be more four man routes, two man aside or three man, one guy on the backside combos. Like I'm curious to see how that works out. Thank you.